welcome back or welcome here if you're new friends and weirdos i'm cassie and i'm tiffany and this is happy hour gets weird our one and done episode in our spooky series block and if you are new here you do not know that i am not a huge fan of horror movies I am the annoying person who's like, oh, just tell me about it. I'm not going to watch it. I'll wait for someone to put on Wikipedia kind of person. I actually even find myself watching a horror movie and like 20 minutes in, I'm like already on Wikipedia finishing it. Uh, so we all know I'm the worst. I know I'm the worst. That's That is terrible. You are terrible, terrible person. Yeah. Yes, Tiffany just... obviously knows I'm the worst. Yes. <laughs> um, uh, it's a toxic trait, okay? Whatever. It's 2021. I'm unapologetic. I'm embracing my toxic traits. I'm self-aware. We're moving on. And to be quite honest, I don't think I'm going to change. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, so this episode was kind of like the perfect excuse to talk shit on something I hate, which is another toxic trait that I have and a hidden talent. I don't know what to do with that. It's a toxic trait and I'm good at it. So I guess just keep talking shit on things. Um, so what we are going to talk about is a list of horror movie tropes. Which is helpful because that's kind of our shit right now. Yeah. Yes. We're just like, we are, our like underlying theme is kind of like horror movies this yeah. spooky season, which I like because I do like the idea of a horror movie. I just don't like it in action. You like <laughs> it in theory. I like it in theory. I just don't like it in action. So this, I feel like it's going, it's going <laughs> to, it's good. Be kind of I see this going in the direction of our pet peeves episode <laughs> which honestly was one of my all-time favorite episodes that we've ever had um mm-hmm. if you haven't listened to it go back and listen to it and you are so welcome I feel like that was underrated people maybe we titled that incorrectly I titled that incorrectly because I feel like that's such a good episode you really get to know us and who we are in that episode um that was back in the good old days when we were together I think we weren't together actually no we weren't together it was very the very beginning of quarantine and we I will speak for myself was fucking wasted (laughs) oh that's what it was that's why it was so good because we were trapped in our homes and hammered yes I was a hundred percent authentic my true self uh, my dual personality that was coming out it was giving zero fucks on the kind of hateful barrage rants that I was going on based on our pet peeves as people. <laughs> anyway, um, so without further ado, <laughs> oh, actually, I was talk texting the other day and I said without further ado and <laughs> autocorrect was like French language, never heard of her. <laughs> and it corrected into without further doo-doo I actually prefer that <laughs> so I think it was the u- the universe humbling me and trying to tell me um stop trying to put French words in your speech because you're an idiot without further doo-doo <laughs> grab a beer put on your sweatpants and let's get into it yes uh, fair enough fair enough 
auto correct okay i get it <laughs> message received <laughs> um all right so our first trope that we have is ancient evil okay uh which so scary um but i'm <laughs> <laughs> like it is it is scary i i do find this scary it an ancient evil in the way like it's trapped in a box that you buy at a yard sale and then you open it and like all hell literally is unleashed on your town or your house or your kids become possessed um the the movies the mummy franchise is ancient evil trope um the ancient evil emperors and ancient evil egyptians and characters in that movie um or it could be like a tomb that was opened or a cave that was opened i believe one of the exorcist was kind of had that element of ancient evil opened in a cave i feel um, like there's some ancient evil in my box right now <laughs> <laughs> i kind of feel as you were saying earlier a little shitty <laughs> i'm always worried that i'm going to stumble upon some ancient evil at a thrift store and accidentally inadvertently bring it home and like curse the cursed it. ring yeah yes in our yes. cursed objects one and you did a cursed ring that just m- murdered everybody yes that's exactly what i'm talking about um not my scariest trope oh by the way i'm drinking i thought i'm really into wine lately um mm-hmm. i've become quite the little wino which is weird for you i know shift. I know, totally turned over a, a new grape leaf, huh? <laughs> um, uh, what can I say? I'm in a silly, goofy mood. <laughs> so I am drinking Phantom Chardonnay out of Clarksburg, California. So, Ooh, is it good? Yes, it's very good. Does it have a cute bottle? It does. It's like dark and then it has like twisted vines on it. It's cool. I am that piece of shit that's like, I like this bottle, I'll drink it. Okay, so every time I send my husband to the store and I say, oh, pick me up a bottle of wine, he absolutely picks the wine based on what the bottle looks like. I do too. And then I read the back. And as long as it's not dry or buttery, because I don't like either of those things, I'll get it. I don't like dry or buttery. A lot of people like buttery Chardonnay and I fucking hate it. Okay, so this, let me just read the back now that you mentioned that, because I do think it's actually kind of cool. So it says, we call it the Phantom, a ghostly figure that wanders the Bogle cellars at night. Fleeting glimpses of muddy work boots and blue jeans. Ooh, that sounds kind of sexy. Uh, then, mama. then gone. But where are you going? Stay a while. Um, does the Phantom really exist? Yes. Has it inspired us? Absolutely. Aromas of honey and vanilla rise from the glass, transforming into flavor of golden apple and pear, while spicy caramel notes whisper of French oak fermentation on the finish. I love that description. I never taste anything. I really like it. And if it comes with a sexy construction worker, I'm in. Ooh, it should. It should act. That's, it should be delivered by that skeleton. <laughs> And jeans. <laughs> yes. Um, I also like toasted head Chardonnay, which I've been, I've gone through probably three bottles. I'm not going to say the amount of time because we don't need any judgment here. But toasted head Chardonnay is good. 
I will check it out. I just bought a little filter that's supposed to get rid of things that people are commonly like allergic to in wines and it's supposed to reduce headaches. So I'll drink a bottle of wine this weekend and let you know if it worked. Oh, please do. You like red. I'm more of a white wine drinker. I prefer white. I like both. I just hate buttery shard. I like my white citrusy and mm. I like my reds juicy. Um, okay, so some examples other than the ones I've already given are Jeepers Creepers, that's a classic ancient evil. It's, oh, I would just want to say trigger warnings. There might be slight spoiler alerts with these movies. Nothing major. So. Like the brand new movies that you just mentioned. <laughs> I said nothing major. <laughs> it's not like the new Candyman, which I still haven't watched and I'm very upset. Oh, yeah. I feel like I would like that one. Maybe. I don't know. Um, I think after we're done with this list, you will get the idea of the kind of horror movies that I do like. Um, so basically Jeepers Creepers is like an ancient eel feeding off human body parts for hundreds of years. And the other trope that's even scarier in this one to me is like the rusty old Chevy that has like blacked out windows that you can't see inside of it. Mm -hmm. Like that's scary to me. And if you even think about it, Snow White, the evil queen, is kind of an ancient evil trope. Because doesn't she, like, keep herself young for, like, with potions? I think so. Yeah. So um, another evil trope, or excuse me, horror movie trope, is anyone could die. I fucking hate this trope. I hate it. I hate it with a passion. I really like movies where, like, I'm very, like, a justice um like a I need to have justice in my life so like if the good guys are dying or the bad guys don't die or everybody fucking dies it makes me crazy and I hate it and I'm depressed for like four days afterwards sort of like in the strangers how just random people kill random people and there's no connection or reason no rhyme or reason yeah or like Game of Thrones really isn't horror but like a lot of fucking good people die in Game of Thrones and it's so aggravating a lot of bad people die in Game of Thrones, too. So yes, that's true. At least it's kind of even Steven. That is true. It That's the one. That actually is a scary one to me because, like, for instance, in The Strangers, when you're just killed by a stranger, people like to think that there is logic to this universe mm -hmm. that we live in. But in movies like that, everything's fucked up. Everything's kind of off the table or on the table. And you never know. Yeah, I don't like that. I do not like that. And that is like another trope. Like if once you start like once you start realizing what tropes are, you can't unsee them. And there's like tropes all around us in real life, in movies, in books, ever and it's like you can't unsee them and I hate it. I wish I would have never learned what a trope was. This isn't a horror movie, but Avengers Infinity War, I'm a big like fantasy sci-fi nerd and that was a terrible everyone dies trope oh <laughs> my god I was devastated in the one where people just disappear oh my everybody everybody <laughs> and it was not cool it was not cool Marvel not cool um another one that like got me to my core was the movie The Fog and it was the remake of where they're like trapped in the grocery store mm -hmm. 
Um, and they like make it through the grocery store and like people are getting picked off left and right and then they like get out and there there's this fog and it has like creatures that hide in the fog and they get out and they're like going and then they just get this like existential dread and they commit suicide because they're like we're never gonna make it and then one minute later the army comes through and is like saving people (laughs) and I'm like oh my god I hate this movie I hate this movie I liked it up until that point like if they would have escaped I would have been like "Woo, I love this movie and if they would have died in the grocery store by the hands of the creature I would have liked the movie but it was just like such a I think that was an M. Night Shalomalong Shyamalama Ding Dong? Oh my gosh. M. Night Shyamalan? No. Shyamalan. M. Night Shyamalan. I think he redid that one. I think he did. Wait, I have a question. Isn't that what happens in Bird Box? Or am I totally misremembering that? Because I was definitely drink a bottle of wine watching that. Yes. But that was if they saw... That's another fucking trope that I don't like is an unseen evil. Like they never really show you what the scary thing was in that movie. But that was how people died in that, right? Yeah. If they saw it, then they would like inflict harm on themselves or others. Okay. Okay. Um, that was a whole event when that movie came out. And now I oh literally don't remember anything about it. And I never watched it again. I just realized that. I did watch that movie. I did watch it. It was on Netflix. It came out like on Netflix. Yeah. And everybody, there was memes everywhere. It's like they just paid two 17-year-olds to meme it. And that was their advertising budget, and it worked. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That had Sandra Bullock in it. I Maybe that's why it was so – it was like her movie. She, she hadn't done one for a while. And that was like her – I love Sandra Bullock. Anyways, she is a trope that I love. I don't care what she's doing. I love it. The next one I want to mention is the creepy gas station attendant. No. Mm-hmm. You see the creepy gas station attendant and you know that there is some shit that's going to go down. It's not good. It is not good in movies and in real life. And this is not to malign the good gas station employees <laughs> that we all need when oh. we're buying something <laughs> no. at 2 a.m. like a candy bar and a bag of chips because we're kind of fucked up and nothing else is open. No. And you can you can, you can can spot this gas station attendant from a fucking mile away. And that should be your first clue to just keep on driving. I don't know why you would stop. I don't know. Half the time in these movies, they don't even get gas. Well, yeah, they do, I guess. But And it's like it. they're like older, white male, messy hair, covered in grease, mm-hmm. dirty baseball cap, usually like overalls with no shirt on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's like the gas station attendant creepy vibes. So, And they usually end up misleading the group of usually teenagers to the creepy cabin in the woods or wherever i'll give you directions go down this way (laughs) yes and everybody in the movie's like you know what this guy checks out this he checks out he seems i trust him if i can see somebody's nipples through their overalls i fucking trust them like we're already at that level (laughs) i'm just gonna say you know when you can trust directions if you can see the person's nipples while they're giving directions. 100%. If you just stare directly into their nipples. Maybe that's why people trust them because the nipples are hypnotizing them. Maybe. In some sort of way. Maybe. And this and the creepy gas station attendant is always kind of paired with like an even creepier hillbilly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, we have like hills have eyes, wrong turn, deliverance. I'm sorry. 
I that was on TV when I was a teenager and I accidentally watched it with my dad. Um I have never recovered and I that's on a list of things to talk about with my therapist. That's also like House of a Thousand Corpses. Oh my right? gosh, it's on my list. It's on my list here. It is. It's the clown and it's not a gas station per se. It's more like a museum. Like a creepy freak museum. Totally gas station vibes. Though. Oh, yeah. For sure. I'm sorry. You have like half wiped off clown makeup and you're running a freak show museum in the middle of nowhere and you direct me to uh, like, by the way, that's one. Okay. That's one of my favorite horror movies of all time. Because she hates horror movies, but then likes the worst one. I know. And by I worst, just... I mean best but worst and you know the there's way. something wrong with me I, okay there's something wrong with me that's why I never trust a movie where somebody gets into a car when they escape oh I'm, I'm going to cover that we okay. are going to talk about that because it is fully obnoxious to me I every time I see a stranger's car pull up to anybody in a movie I just have a, an instant panic attack <laughs> I'm like you fucked I mean, I wouldn't trust, I mean, he tells them, oh yeah, my friend does repairs, like their tire broke down or their tire popped or something. And it's like, call a tow truck, buddy. I don't know why you would ask a scary clown if he knows someone that could repair your tire. (laughs) And then they like tow the car to the creepy person's house. No, no, no. Oh my God. Okay. So the next one I have is darkness equals death. I mean, this is a classic one. Like you have vampires and werewolves mm-hmm. and then pretty much all the scary stuff in horror movies happen in dark places. So we have like literal nighttime or we have dark rooms or one of my favorite things to hate on is when you like walk into a do- – when the character walks into a dark room or like the worst – like the most cliche for me is like a meat packing plant. <laughs> there's like meat hanging mm-hmm. from hooks and it's dark and there's like a killer hanging around the meat or hiding around the meat so I just thought um, that was like ooh, one of the scariest ones like ooh, it's dark you know something's gonna happen uh first of all I hate the dark so fuck all of it <laughs> and I'm not sure okay I watch a lot of these movies drinking a full bottle of wine so it's like I can't <laughs> ever remember the names or who's in them I just remember the feelings the major themes of the movie and me screaming for too long (laughs) but um there's that one movie where you literally like cannot go into the dark at all and I can't remember what it's called but it was really scary to me because I am so afraid of the dark and I think that this is one of the tropes that I actually like because if it's done right it's very effective I think a lot of times in horror movies, they make the mistake of showing too much and Mm -hmm. it's not as scary as anything that the audience is imagining in most cases. It's very rare that you can like be Rob Zombie and show things that are worse than somebody's imagination. Okay, so you and I are very different when it comes to this because I like when they show things 
because I can rationalize, okay, it's not that scary because it's always less scary than what I was imagining. Yes, that's why I don't like it because they ruin it. Yes, I'm like the person, like the reverse. I'm on the (laughs) other end of that where I like when they show it because what I'm imagining will give me a straight up heart attack and I'm dead. Yeah, and that's why I think I like the psychological more than the slasher because, you know. Like I had a nightmare the other day that was so bad when I woke up, I just was up for two hours and it was just like about a violent, like demonic entity. Very frightening. I do like when they play with the darkness equals death trope. Like one of the best ones is 40 Days of Night and it's basically a vampire set in Alaska at the time of year when it's dark 24-7. Alaska's like, thanks, guys. We needed this. We needed this on top of it already being dark here. We needed this movie, guys. Thanks. And I feel like that was so brilliant. And like, if you're a film buff or film student or anybody in film and you think we're stupid, just keep that to yourself because these are our opinions that we're allowed to them. (laughs) But I just feel like that was so brilliant because it just creates this feeling of like, there's no reprieve. There's no break. There's no escape. It is constant chaos and fear and it's just very I thought it was good and Josh Hartnett I mean come on and the vampires were very scary in that movie I'm not sure if I've seen it they were very scary looking in that movie they were the ones where like when they someone like their whole face was like dripping blood and they were like very pale and they had a bunch of sharp teeth and not just two Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, You mean the way an actual monster would look, not just like a hot 200-year-old who hasn't aged and just has like two small, tiny teeth? Teeth, yes. Like it was a very, um, very scary vampire. Yes. Like they're more animalistic. Yes. I would say they're more leaning towards like ancient cave vampires and not like Twilight. Oh, like the Or what we do in the shadows. Which I love that show, by the way. One of my favorites. Top five, What We Do in the Shadows. Movie and TV series. If you're not watching it, I mean, like, I don't know what you're doing. Um, okay, so the next one. Speaking of your scary demonic dream, we have Demonic Possession, which is on this list for obvious reasons because it's a classic. And I feel like it's timeless. And I guess we could start um, halfway through this list and talk about whether we think they're tired or they're timeless we could do that okay I I think demonic possession is timeless I have actually come a long way (laughs) Mm -hmm. with with demonic possession I'm not saying I want it (laughs) but I'm just saying it used to be one of the scariest things to me Mm -hmm. and I haven't had a I haven't had a demonic possession dream in a very long time but I'm not as scared anymore um I like this trope because I really like how in demonic possession movies I like how when they can use that trope to manipulate the people in it to be very very scary but also in a very realistic way like in um what is that Emily Rose or whatever possession Mm -hmm. of Emily Rose like how Mm -hmm. her body's twisting and moving in all these frightening ways it's things that the body technically can do but it looks Mm -hmm. so unnatural and it just perfectly walks the line of like what the fuck but also believably believable 
We did an episode. No. About um, somebody who was possessed a lot or thought to be possessed, obviously, mm-hmm. a mm-hmm. long time ago. And me and Cassie definitely came in at very different mm-hmm. opinions on this mm-hmm. case. Yes. It was, it was a learning curve that we needed to have a bit more discussion before coming into episodes that we shared. But, um, oh, I stand by my opinion. <laughs> no, I'm not saying you're die not, on that hill. I'm not saying that who's anybody's wrong or right. We just had differing opinions on the case. Totally. But navigating that for the first time with differing opinions while recording was interesting. I get your point. Fucking amateur hour. We should have had a better discussion beforehand. Yeah, but, like, who doesn't love a shit show? Come on. Uh, I, I mean, obviously we do. Uh, <laughs> it's brought us this far. But listening to the recordings from that case, the real recordings, honestly, the scariest thing I've ever listened to. Mm-hmm. And it's real. And it is fucking terrifying. I don't recommend listening to it drunk in the dark in the garage like I did. No. Uh-uh. And I, I did not listen to it. I, uh, I don't know. I... Then again, watch it's actually fake because <laughs> it could also be faked, I guess. I think that what's so scary about possession to me, and it's I guess it's not just like demonic possession. I guess it's just my, it's just about the loss of control of your bodily functions and your intentions and your impact on the people around you. I think that is so scary. And that is what is portrayed in demonic possession movies with those kind of tropes is that this person literally is just wreaking havoc on everybody around them, their own body, and they just have no control over it. No control. Yeah. And uh, I will say I love possession movies and they still scare the shit out of me, but I'm kind of done with Catholic horror movies like yeah. I'm kind of done with the Catholic spin like they're all Catholic I just mm-hmm. want a different scenario I guess yeah like I used to really love a Catholic a straight up Catholic possession horror movie because it it's just so fun but I'm just I don't know give me get put a new put a new spin on it can we get a Buddhist possession movie <laughs> <laughs> Let's get a Sikh possession movie. Let's just something something different. I just pictured the little Buddha statue, <laughs> which is like this like a, the friendliest statue that I've ever seen. Maybe truly, truly. Um, I actually don't know enough about those religions to even know if they have demonic. demonic. I don't. I don't either. But I'm just saying, bring me bring me something new. Yeah. Um, Okay. So one of the, and this demonic possession can go, I think, and I never really thought about this. So like kind of researching these tropes, I find it super fascinating. And I'm like, should I have gone to film school? I don't know. Um, But no, that's just me being a pompous ass. Um, So, (laughs) but you have one side of the demonic possession or possession. And it's like, because possession covers like I'm talking specifically demonic, but possession really covers like a whole scope. Like you have alien possession, you have parasitic possession, you have all kinds of possession tropes that like uh, horror movies could cover. But that just basically are about lack of control of your own body and mind. Yes. And um, I really actually do love, I don't 
I think they're technically considered, I think there's a two categories, but I really love sci-fi alien movies and Mm -hmm. the sci-fi alien and also the sci-fi horror movies. A lot of times movies that I wouldn't consider horror, if they're sci-fi, I notice seem to fall under horror, but Mm -hmm. I don't, I'm I'm ready for it. I've noticed that. I'm like, how come this movie, it's a sci-fi movie, why is it under the horror category when I'm looking here? It doesn't make sense to me, but movies, sci-fi horror movies are, to me, the scariest. Yeah, I I knew you would say that. I know you're very scared of sci-fi horror, which I really love those. I get a fucking lady boner 10 out of 10 times for sci-fi movies. I fucking love them. They're hands down my favorite genre movies. Sprinkle a little bit of horror in there, and I'm like, Daddy? Sorry. Daddy? No. Sorry. Nope. (laughs) Nope. You are going to fucking prison. You know what? It's been a long time since I've sent you to prison for what you said on this show. You're there. You're there. (laughs) No, that's it. It's not my – that was a TikTok reference. Um, Okay, so demonic possession can go one of two ways, which – we talked about Emily Rose. There's The Exorcist. One of my fucking favorite movies of all time, Jennifer's Body, um, is a demonic possession movie. Mm-hmm. That came out when I was like, I think a teenager, early 20s, teenagers coming of, I feel like it's a coming of age movie, but with demonic possession and I love it. And then there is one that I feel like so, is so scary and I don't, I can't figure out why it's so scary to me. It's called Fallen. Do you know what I'm talking about? It has Denzel Washington, and he's a police detective. Yes, I've seen this. Okay. I don't know why. I just got goosebumps. I don't know why this movie is so terrifying to me, but it's even scarier than, like, Exorcist, Emily Rose, um, any kind of like demonic possession and I cannot figure out why it's so scary. I don't know why, but it's basically about a detective who is investigating a string of murders that have the same signature, but they're all proven to be committed by different people. Mm -hmm. And it turns out that it is like a demon possessing these people and he's committing these murders while possessed, while taking possession of their bodies and I, I don't know if it's the way he transfers, like he transfers from body to body by touch. Mm-hmm. So he could literally occupy a thousand people in a matter of 20 minutes on a New York street. And he, it's just so crazy to me. And it, um, it does feature the everybody dies trope or anybody could die trope because spoiler alert Denzel Washington commits suicide at the end of this movie in order to stop this demon but he can't survive without outside the host within like 500 feet so if there's nobody around then he just kind of like goes back to hell I guess but at the end of the movie Denzel Washington goes to a cabin where he thinks nobody's around and he has like the demon is in him is possessing him he goes to this cabin he kills himself in order to get rid of the demon and the fucking demon gets into a cat and like the whole thing starts over again 
And it's so like so scary to me. And there's like not any jump scares. There's not any blood or gore or guts. I mean, outside of normal, but it's like one of the scariest demon possession movies to me of all time. And I don't, I can't figure out why. And that's why you don't adopt a cat <laughs> from the woods. Okay, so actually, side note, I heard I heard somewhere that people that don't like cats, it's actually. Uh, about like people who equate love with control does that make sense because cats just do whatever the fuck they want and dogs can be trained totally like you could go up to a dog and be like who's a good boy who's the best boy who's the goodest boy and they'll just like love you and like soak it up and cats are like "Mm, I don't think so and animals or dogs are one of the few, it may be only animals that copy humans' facial expressions when you talk to them, which makes humans automatically like like them more. Yeah. Um, I don't hate cats. I don't want a cat because I don't want a cat to jump on my fucking kitchen counter in the middle of me making dinner or to claw my leather sofa. But you do have a beautiful leather sofa. I don't hate cats. I had a cat. I've had I had cats like my whole childhood. I actually love cats and dogs but if I had my choice I um I actually like the werewolves in dog and a medium cat (laughs) I uh, at our local um shelter they do not adopt out black cats the month of October (gasps) and I think that that is so sad it's It's because people are fucking pieces of shit yes they're saving cats by doing that yeah Mm -hmm. and I am I was horrified to learn that not because of the obviously horrified that people would honestly hurt a black cat yes or they would be like "Ooh, I feel spooky it's October I want a black cat and then in November they're like "Eh, fuck this cat yeah either way it's either because they're gonna hurt an animal or because Mm -hmm. they think an animal is like buying a fucking purse yeah and it's not so well and that's why don't be an asshole our family has zero pets except for a fish but my friend has a black cat and her name is Crescent and she is a magnificent creature. She is beautiful. My brother also has a cat and I stayed the night at his house the other He's older, um, but he still lives with my mom. And I stayed the night there, actually uh, the night that we went to our show. And mm-hmm. in the middle of the night, his cat, who's named PJ, <laughs> woke me up out of a dead sleep, needing my stomach boobs like well it would I would slightly erotic it was needing my boobs and I would have been like (laughs) yes and but he was um and he's not declawed so I was like PJ I'm not into it like get over here and let's snuggle like get in the crook of my neck and let's purr it together let's sing the song of our people (laughs) Like, you make it sound sweet. The cat was just kind of, like, gently clawing Cassie to make sure it was alive. Because if if Cassie would have been dead for one moment, that cat would have fucking eaten her face off. He he was just shredding my abdomen and just trying to get to my internal organs. That's all all that cat was doing. Cassie's like, oh, he wanted to snuggle. The cat's like, has this been dead long? Can I still eat it? He's like, the liver has the most iron. God. Okay, so anyways. Moving on, not sorry for that rant. Um, so I'm gonna lump a couple together, and this one specifically, these ones make me crazy and cause me to scream at the TV. Uh, the key fumble, the key fumble. I'm sorry, 
you're being chased by a psycho murderer and you get to your front do- door and it's like there's just a door like four inches of oak and a lock standing between you and safety and you fucking fumble the keys i don't get it okay can i say something really quick yes here? i have a reoccurring nightmare that i can't dial 911 i oh. miss dial 911 so sometimes in real life if I mess up dialing a number <laughs> for a split second, I think I'm having a nightmare. Oh my gosh. I have moments like that where I think I'm like, am I dreaming? Where I do something fucked up. Um, I probably once or twice a month accidentally dial 911. Remember when I dialed 911 when we were together when it was yes. in my cup holder? Yes. So public service announcement if you hit the side button on your iphone five times in a row it calls 911 <laughs> so if yes. it's in your cup holder and you're playing drinking games and you're bouncing around you might dial 911 yes oh my gosh in that weird siren we're like what is that noise is it carbon monoxide and we're gonna all die in here i'm like is the trailer gonna explode is this like a <laughs> countdown is everybody's face tomato red <laughs> um uh okay so and then they have then there's the other trope that has to do with keys and it's like you lose your car keys and then you find the keys and you get in the car and the fucking car doesn't start oh yeah this is yeah both of these are very done yeah done you think done i i mean it's just low-hanging fruit yeah you're right at this point yeah okay and then we have like the running upstairs Like, why would you run upstairs? That's so dumb. Um, And then you have – this one makes me crazy when you're, like, being attacked or strangled or whatever and the weapon is just out of reach. Mm -hmm. My God, I – if I had a nickel for every time I I yelled, grab the gun, I would be a rich woman. Um, And then – let's see. What else? Um. I just, I mean, these are classics for like slashers, like stereotypical, mm-hmm. like 1980s slashers where you're like being chased and you drop the keys or you like are running and you slip and fall. That's another yeah. cl- classic trope that makes me crazy. Or like you're running as fast as a person has ever ran before and you also happen to be the fastest human being alive. But somebody <laughs> with a knife and a mask is just walking just at a leisurely pace and they will fucking get to you. The slow killer that reaches you no matter uh, – even though you're, uh, like, Hussein Bolt. Isn't there a new Halloween coming out right now, or is it all the way out? Yes, it's is, new. Is it out? Uh, I don't think it's out yet. I just saw a trailer for it. It has Jamie 2021. Lee Curtis. Of course it has Jamie Lee Curtis in it. Oh, my God. I think it's in the theater right now. What's the date? In two days. In two days. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I... What is this, Halloween 97? I know. So seriously. Many. But you know what? The 90s are back right now, so I feel like let's embrace it. You're right. It's a good time to bring back. But wasn't the first one in like the 70s? I think it was, yeah. Um, You know what else is coming back on a a side note? Um, Butterfly tease? Yes. Um, The smiley face actually is coming back. I'm obsessed with it. I have one. I have one. I have one. I have – look, all these like – Gen Zers, I think is what they're called, and they're like discovering 90s fashion for the very first time. We live that. Like, we live mm-hmm. that. So, part of me is like, fuck no to low rise. Like, I starved myself, literally 
starved myself in high school to fit in low rise jeans where like my fucking pubic bone and butt crack were showing. Yeah. So I could do without the low rise, but it is very like nostalgic, like the smiley face, the butterfly tees, the butterfly clips, the platforms. My God, the fucking platforms. I don't think that society could handle low rise jeans at this point. No. Like we've gotten too used to having our pants not at our labia. Oh, you know what I, I mean? <laughs> never, ever. I, the lowest I will go is mid-rise. That's my compromise is mid-rise. I remember literally being afraid that my un- my whole underwear would come out when I sat down. That was the point. Can you imagine living in a world where your whole underwear hanging out and you're also walking off your pants because you're wearing bell bottoms <laughs> and so the bo- back okay. always would drag on the ground oh. and then get walked off? Okay, listen. Listen. Here's the thing. Like, they, it's so cute and it's so, like, endearing to see these – 20-somethings discover 90s fashion and then I'm like just wait until it becomes starts raining and their wide leg jeans that are dragging on the ground are wet up to their knees (laughs) and then the back of their pants are like have fringe because you literally are walking on them yes I had it all I had the low rise I had the bell bottoms I even had the bell bottoms that split at the bottom Mm mm-hmm I had, I mean, I did it, the baby tees, the cap sleeves, the butterflies, the smiley face, like I did it all. The chokers, it's very nostalgic for me. I love it. The platform, I'm a sucker for a platform, whether it's 70s, 90s, 2000s platform. I love a fucking platform. I will always love a platform, but I do love to watch these little children experience the 90s all over again. While I don't have to wear low rise, I can stick with my mom jeans, my high rise. I want them to touch my fucking nipples. I want to tuck my titties into my jeans these days. So, yeah, my pants, I like a a quarter inch of skin between my bra and my (laughs) pants at this point. And I've definitely, my daughters definitely have smiley face and butterfly shirts because I do like it too. I love, I am so glad the smiley face is coming back and I... I'm going to I'm going to get some smiley face stuff, I think. I feel like I'm always dressed uh, like a cross between Kurt Cobain and Wayne mm-hmm. and Garth for Wayne's World. <laughs> I'm always dressed like just that. I wish I I wish I looked like who's Wayne's girlfriend in that movie? I can't think of her name. Oh my gosh, I can't remember. She's so um, hot. I can't think of her name. Vicky? Is her name Vicky? No, that's the crazy one, I think. The one who gets him a gun. <laughs> I don't even own all gun. <laughs> um, that was Laura Flynn Boyle, by the way, I think. The so actress hot. who played her. Um, oh, gosh. I don't remember her name. She was like a Cassandra. Cassandra. That's right. I should remember that. It's not my name, but I sh- it's, cl- it's adjacent. Yeah, you should. Failed. I totally love the 90s stuff. And I, I feel like I dress like... A baby goth mom goes corporate. (laughs) I feel like you dress like a designing woman going to a strip club. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I do dress like. Oh my God, I do dress like that. It's like sexy, but business sexy. It's business business sexy. sexy. (laughs) It is business sexy. Okay, it's... uh, 
that's a new genre. That's I mean, new... when you're dressing, when you're dressed, not like how we usually are when we're together, which is pretty, you know. Business sexy. <laughs> Changing my bio. <laughs> I can't wait, wait for the day you get an office job and you just fucking blow their minds. Oh my gosh. Um, What do you mean nipples don't go with blazers? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Six inches of cleavage is totally acceptable. <laughs> Do the nipples match the slacks is my question. <laughs> um, all right. Business sexy. I love it. Um, all right. So there uh, to the next one is a town with a dark secret. Oh, I like this one. Yes. All right. So there – I actually think this is one of the scarier, kind of creepier tropes. Um, like knowing that everyone is in – on this thing and the watching the person come into this town and not know Mm -hmm. but maybe you as the audience knows what the town knows and just to watch like the story play out is really gives me anxiety which I guess is a good horror movie do you like when you are oblivious to the story like the main character or do you like when you know the you know what's going on and you're trying to watch the main figure it out. Like, you know, there's some movies where you know who mm-hmm. the killer is the whole time. And then there's other movies where you don't know. What do you prefer? I prefer not knowing. Because um, ignorance is bliss. <laughs> and the less anxiety and heart palpitations and, like, lack of sleep I have is best. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and these are, like, it, it, this kind of covers, like, it could be a town. It could be a group. It could be a family. It could be a business. It could be, it didn't doesn't have to be just like a town it could be just Mm -hmm. a group of people that know something dark is going on and the new person isn't privy to it yet and I think that's a very scary horror trope um like American werewolf in Paris excuse me the whole village kind of knows that there is a werewolf um the literal the, the literal village yes uh by M. Night Shyamalan um, is a really good example. Even Twin Peaks is a good example. Oh, I love Twin Peaks. <laughs> I know you do. Um, I just watched a few months ago Things Heard and Seen on Netflix. Ooh, it has Amanda okay. um, Seyfried. Is that how you say her name? Seyfried, I think. Or I, I think it's Seyfried. I'm not sure, but we all know who we're talking about. Uh-huh. Um, and it's that trope where everybody knows about something that happened in the place except for her. <gasps> and then when she finally figures it out, she's like, what the fuck? And it's – I didn't love the ending, but I liked the movie overall. Oh, and I think – you should watch it. It's Okay. It's, it's not – I mean, it's not fucking House of a Thousand Corpses, for God's sakes. You can handle it. Okay. So I, oh my gosh, I, um, I just don't like, I think why I don't like ghosty horror movies is because I don't like jump scares. I don't, I, I don't think that there's any jump scares in this at all. It's just a creepy movie. Okay. Um, I love ghosts. I love ghosts and I love psychological and I love sci-fi. I like psychological. But you know, it's kind of like pizza. It's like. I like certain kinds of pizza, but every once mm-hmm. in a while, I just want this other pizza I never have. Mm-hmm. And that is my like slasher films. Like every once yeah. in a while, I want to have that satisfying rifle click, shoot a bad guy in the chest, blow him out of a car moment. Strangers 2 reference. <laughs> I could get, I don't like strangers. 
Um, but I can get down with slashers, like you said, every once in a while. But I prefer campy slashers. Yeah. Um, all right. So the next one, speaking of psychological, this is probably one of the most scary tropes to me. It is the... And I didn't know how to describe this, and I couldn't find an actual name for this. Oh, actually, a lot of these came from uh, tvtropes.org, which is mm-hmm. a fucking fantastic website if you're into film or tropes of any kind. It not only breaks down by movies what kind of tropes, every single trope is in that movie, but it breaks it down by tropes. It breaks it down by horror tropes, by sci-fi tropes, by drama tropes, like it is a fantastic website. I highly recommend if you are interested in this subject. Anyway, I could not find a name for this, but it's basically like the killer hiding among the good people or the killer. Wolf in sheep's clothing. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Thank you so much. Um, And I really, that the only thing I could think is another one of my favorite favorite psychological horror movies kiss the girls Uh and 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 also um what's that one it's based on the movie um the butcher baker in alaska but i don't know the name of the movie um Mm. but he was basically hiding in plain sight and like i feel like american psycho is like a caricature version of hiding in plain sight yeah um but Kiss the Girls is basically, if you haven't seen it, go watch it because it's fantastic. It, in my opinion, is a classic. It has Morgan Freeman, Ashley Judd, and I don't know the name of the detective. It's really I good. It is so good. But basically the killer parades as, well, I mean, quote, unquote, hero, one of the good guys, and he just presents himself as like polite kind helpful protector and like you go through this whole movie thinking something and then at the end you think you just find out it's totally different yeah and it's like a fucking mind fuck um so that is one of the scariest can you think of anything else another movie that kind of has those kind of that kind of trope the bone collector would be one of uh, the same thing because he's not the main character in the bone collector but he is part of he was part of like the law enforcement community Mm -hmm. the killer was i guess it's not the same thing but i just keep thinking of get out because Mm. the at the beginning the people but then that's also kind of the last trope where everybody's everybody's a bad guy and you're walking mm-hmm. into a bad situation and you don't know it. But the like people, the whole town's hiding a dark secret kind of yes. trope. But then it's also, that's a really good movie. I don't want to do spoilers on that because it's new. I mean, it's not new, new, but it's not fucking 30 years old. So I don't want to do any spoilers on Get Out, Ooh, but that's a really good one. That's a fantastic movie, by the way. And that's one that I thought about for like a long time after. I would just sit there and be thinking about it because it's terrifying. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm trying to think what another hiding in plain sight kind of wolf in sheep's clothing. Um, or like every Lifetime movie. 
Yes, I, I was just going to say <laughs> Ham That Rocks the Cradle could fall oh. under that category. Oh, God, I cannot believe that I watched that movie in, like, fourth grade. Seriously, some of the movies I've watched. I We will have to do a one-and-done episode on all of the movies we watched when we were way too young to watch them and we'll have yeah. to rewatch them as adults. Because my great-grandpa was a movie buff. He would – it was in the time where you had the double VCR – Mm-hmm. And you would put them in and record the movie. Mm-hmm. And I went there every day after school for like two years. And he would literally just let me have free reign of what movies I watched. For the first time, this movie holds up and stands the test of time. It is literally named after the abusive term Gaslight. It is called Gaslight. And it is a fucking fantastic black and white movie. And it is so good and it is relevant today i watched that when i was like 10 (laughs) i love classic movies and i feel like yes there'll be fucked up problematic shit in a lot of them but Mm -hmm. yeah more times than not i feel like the themes of old movies stand up yeah some of them do not exactly some of them do not stand the test of time and they're problematic Mm -hmm. if we were to watch them today they're problematic but some of them some old movies are so relatable today what we're going through and it is gives me goosebumps um okay so the next one i have is the not dead yet trope Mm -hmm. where you (laughs) it's the final scene of the movie usually a slasher movie or some kind of like psychological killer movie and you think that you've killed the character has killed the mo- the the you think that the main character has killed the killer they've like impaled them on something usually it's like a a wall sconce or like a tapestry or a, like a bed post or whatever something crazy shot them with their own weapon or whatever And you can relax after an intense movie, I'm sure, full of jump scares. And then at the very last second, the killer comes alive and does like the twofer trope, the ankle drag. And it's just, I feel like we can retire that one. I say yes. Retired. Just, we can be done with that. No, like we've had enough. We're already stressed enough. (laughs) Let's. Let's just, when the killer is killed, let's just let him be dead. (laughs) I have a feeling that that trope probably will be retired unless it's a movie like Halloween 97 or whatever this new one is, because that movie, I think, has to use every trope ever made at this (laughs) point because we're expecting it. Yes. Um, And then I have, lastly, I have some honorable mentions. Like there are literally millions of tropes, millions of tropes. So I have some honorable mentions. Um, and like I said, once you see these, you can't really unsee them. Um, my least favorite that I cannot unsee is incestuous twins. Gross. I think (laughs) I can't unsee it. Speaking of Game of Thrones. All right. So then we have the cute, but psycho, I think like Mark Wahlberg and fear. Mm -hmm. Like the very hot, but like clearly abusive and psycho boyfriend. Um, oh my god, I need to rewatch that movie. The the Ferris wheel scene. Oh my god. <laughs> I 
I feel like let's just keep the no actually no I take it back okay go ahead I was gonna say let's keep the bad guys like not sexy is that glamorizing them but then at the same time I think it's good because you should know that just because you're good looking doesn't mean you're a good person there's a lot of good looking people that are despicable so that's why I take it all back I'm cutting that all out done okay but I think but I think it's also the the bad boy the hot bad boy is like kind of relatable because I I feel like we've all kind of dated the hot bad boy I definitely have dated the hot bad boy that definitely did some psychological damage. I've dated not hot bad boy. Does that, <laughs> is that a I guess thing? bad boy counts. Just mediocre shithead? Is mediocre that... bad boy. Okay. Um, And then we have the guy uh, who won't die. Obviously, that's the same thing as like the final jump. Um, and the found footage, which is like, a, I feel like I love the found footage. I don't think it should go. I think it's timeless. We're talking like Blair Witch or we're talking that. Oh, People gosh. don't understand from this generation. I had to explain this to my son that when Blair Witch came out, it legitimately tricked people into thinking it was fucking found footage. Yes. Because people did not understand that the internet is full of lies. And Blair Witch made a fake closed website about their yes. project. Yes. Like people were legitimately tricked by this movie. My son thought that I was a total fucking moron. And I was like, look at what people believe on the internet now. And then he understood where I was coming from. Yes, honestly. And then paranormal activity kind of took it to the next fucking level. And those movies, see, those movies are what I'm talking about with do not show me. Because they do not show you. And it is fucking terrifying. Okay, so the found footage combined with the demonic possession pinnacle for me personally scariest movie I've ever seen a paranormal activity when I say that I was traumatized I saw that in theaters I was so scared and that falls under the trope of uh death and darkness because that mm-hmm. whole thing was fil- the worst of the worst happened when they were sleeping and it was it was found footage taken by an infrared camera so it was not it was not traumatized and Blair Witch was the best stuff was in the dark too those both of those movies are really really well done there are so many good found footage movies that even the like I think the found footage ventures into the zombie apocalypse kind of genre Mm -hmm. too Mm -hmm. and those found footage or like the viral disease that kind of takes over which would be I guess zombie apocalypse um found footage is also good um, and then we have the constant lurking evil trope, which is like the ring or mm-hmm. it follows, um, that almost Blair Witch kind of, um, falls into that category too. The grudge. Uh, the grudge. The like new grudge of- was good. Me and my son watched that last year. It was good. Yeah. He's 17, by the way. He's not like eight. <laughs> he's-, <laughs> he's old. <laughs> He's old um, enough to watch a scary movie with me. I'm like, gonna, somebody's going to like send me to prison because they're like her three-year-old watches horror movies with No, it. I love that you and your son, who is of age to watch a scary movie, watch scary movies together. I love that. Um, okay. Another one is no cell service trope, which hits me to my core because I live in a place where I have zero cell surface 90% of the time and these places do exist people 
And I feel like, does this trope get to people because it's scary or because it's relatable? Both. Things that scare people the most are the things that they can easily put themselves into. (laughs) Okay. Like an alien spaceship, for example. (laughs) And lastly, um, is the, I fucking hate that. I fucking hate this with all of every part of my body. It's the mirror jump scare or the refrigerator jump scare. And I cannot stand it. I fucking hate it. I think it's so when offensive. When they close it or open oh. it and then the things behind it or whatever? Yes. Yes. When they're like, you feel like you're in a safe space and they're like, oh, I'm going to grab some orange juice and some eggs and an English muffin and make a fucking eggs benedict. And they open the refrigerator and they're like, oh, I have, it's all organized and beautiful. And they close it and there's a fucking ghoul behind it. Okay. I have to tell you this. I was watching Winchester. I was drunk with my husband (laughs) and there is a scene where they have one of those little round um mirrors that like spins on a on its base you know Mm -hmm. so you could like flip it back and forth Mm -hmm. and I was waiting for the thing to be in the reflection because you all yeah we all know that the thing's going to be in the reflection right so I'm sitting there sitting there sitting there and then they turn the mirror but just like halfway so they can (laughs) see behind the mirror and the thing was behind the mirror (laughs) And I screamed for like a full minute and a half. <laughs> I screamed so long. My husband was like, please stop. It's past the scene. You can't even see it anymore. Because my reaction time on wine is so slow. slow. Delayed. It's like worse than high. <laughs> that Like way slow. So I have to say, I agree with you. It drives me nuts. I just don't like feeling scared like that. And maybe it's the work that I need to be doing in therapy to feel more vulnerable. I feel like I'm I've, I've, I'm on a journey. I was I started closed off. I'm now at transparent, <laughs> intellectual transparency. And now I need to work to like emotional vulnerability. So mm-hmm. maybe part of my therapeutic homework would be to watch horror movies that make me emotionally vulnerable. I don't know. But I it's so rude to me. It's the rudest thing. But I also am like, have you ever seen those, like, you could find them on Instagram or Facebook, where, like, the wife is constantly in a state of, like, hypervigilance, and she, it, her husband walks around the corner, and she's like, ah! You know what I mean? Like My son scares me every time he walks in the room. And he's like, do you I- want me to just yell from down the hall? I'm walking into the living room. He'll just walk in, and I'll jump. Yes, please. It, it might also be because a lot of times I have earbuds in, so you don't hear somebody, then you just see them. <laughs> they need to make an actual horror movie where it's just somebody in earbuds the entire movie, so they're constantly being startled, but they never once think to take them out. Oh and my gosh. And it's just a, like a ridiculous Spotify playlist playing in the background the entire horror movie. I constantly, my husband walks around the corner and I give myself a kink in my neck. I, sp- I pull my back. I throw my back out. Yeah. I get a, a a freaking hamstring strain because I am just on pins and needles at all time and I am constantly scared. But he is a very quiet walker mm-hmm. in my mm-hmm. defense. It has nothing to do with the fact that we're listening to true crime all day <laughs> and then constantly frightened He's by our husbands quiet. and tall children. Practice stomping. I don't know. Join a marching band. I don't know. It Just anyways – so that brings us to the end of a very long one and done episode. But I feel like we've had fun. This is fun. Totally it worth is it. Fun. 
And I am ready. I'm going to watch a spooky movie tonight, even though my husband is gone all night. But I cannot wait any longer. Okay. My husband is also gone. He's actually, fun fact, been gone for almost two months. And I'm on the verge of a mental breakdown. <laughs> the watch last a scary thing I need movie to do tonight. <laughs> the last thing I need to do is watch a scary movie. But you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to watch a scary movie. <laughs> We'll watch scary movies. We'll report back. Oh, my goodness. So I have to ask you a question before we sign off. Okay. If you were a trope, mm-hmm. what trope would you be? Ironically or unironically? So I'll kind of half answer this. I was thinking about this the other day. I'm just going to answer this in scary movie form. So the scary movie, the movie, the scary movie that I would want to make or that I would want to be would be hereditary. Mm-hmm. But I think that the scary movie that I would actually make would be seven. <laughs> okay. Okay. Because I would want it to be like as deep and terrifying as hereditary, but I think it would actually just end up being seven, which is like a biblical reference that is kind of easy to come up with, with a sexy cast, and more gore than I intend. Does this okay. make sense? Yes. Do... All right. So here's the thing. Gwyneth Paltrow. What's in the box? <laughs> she started Goop, and it basically tricks women into thinking they need to steam their vaginas to be attractive. Mm-hmm. Um, am I mad that she was in the box? Spoiler alert. <laughs> no, I'm not. Um, she turned out to be a villain in real life. Um, in my opinion. In okay, my but I opinion. would say that she's really not the main point of the movie. <laughs> she's just no. the highlight. Uh, I think Brad Pitt's bone structure oh is the main point. Oh, my God. Um, his chiseled jaw mm-hmm. and his luscious lips. I'm and Morgan sorry. Freeman is always great in everything. The voice of an angel. I'm just saying that I think that that is the truth of the matter is I wouldn't be as good as hereditary. I'd probably end up doing something with the biblical theme, more gore than I intend, but a Hachimama cast. But I'm always going to be shooting for hereditary. I feel like you're selling yourself short. I feel like you are hereditary. Thank you. We can't all be Tony Collette, though. There can only be one. Oh, God. Okay. What about you? All right. So I would ironically be everything that I hate. Mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. I would be a slasher film full of jump scares and fumbling keys. You'd be a Rob Zombie movie. Yes. And gratuitous blood and guts. Which is everything I hate. For one, I think the reason why you'd be a Rob Zombie is because those are a lot of titties. And Mm -hmm. you are, as we've decided, business sexy. I'm business sexy and I love the yiddies. And for two, I feel like our nightmares, we need to talk to a therapist. (laughs) I'll bring it up to my therapist. Can you also tell her mine too? Because (laughs) yes, I'd appreciate it. Uh, Honestly, if you want to send us a dream interpretation book, (laughs) we will read it. (laughs) Please send with wine. (laughs) um okay yes business sexy with the side of yiddies i love it um i would okay so like my style would be like if 
spicy dancers had to go to a business meeting. Yes, corporate spicy dancers. Sexy women are starting their own exotic dance club. And then they show up to the conference, but jokes on them, this conference actually lures in people <laughs> to be murdered. <laughs> yes. That's my brand in a nutshell. Yeah. Yes. Um, wonderful. So thank you so much for sticking around. We were in a silly, goofy mood today. And, relaxed, um, relaxed. But like I said before, there are literally one million types of tropes, and they're all over entertainment. And if you like this kind of discussion, if you like this episode, please let us know because we can always cover other genres of tropes. Um, this was really fun to research, and it really opened my eyes to the kind of horror movies that maybe I could find myself in. Honestly, I will probably just Wikipedia them. Kevin, are you still there? It's a movie episode. <laughs> we did it! <laughs> um, so anyways, on that note, thank you so much for listening. We appreciate you. We love doing this. We hope you love listening. And don't forget to love yourself. Lock your damn doors. <laughs> yes. And light some sage for those good vibes. Cheers to that. Cheers to that. God, I hope Kevin's listening.